Girls, it's Chrissy Shoot here. And Jessica. Hey, we're so glad you guys are tuning in to another episode of the Rooted Girls Podcast. Yay. Welcome. We're glad you guys are listening today, and we are just going to kick it off and start it off with our topic, which again this week we mentioned, I don't know if you listened to last episode, but we mentioned that we are talking about women in leadership and what it is like to be a woman who leads. Mm-hmm. So last episode, if you haven't listened to it, it was episode 19. Um, we recommend you go back and listen to part one, but this is part two, continuing talking about being a woman who leads and what it's like to be a woman in leadership, especially in today's times. So we're excited to just continue that um, conversation. Jess, you want to add some to that? Yeah, I'm just so excited about this conversation because this has the power to change the way we live our lives. You know, when we follow the word of God and we're seeking his purposes for us as women and individuals, um, it really changes everything. And I'm just so excited because, you know, that's all of our background. You know, wherever we've been, it really shapes the way that we, we are, that we live. And so if we can develop a truth and a knowledge of who God says we are, we can change the world. Yes. And that's what Rooted's all about. If this is your first podcast you've ever listened to, or if you haven't been to a Rooted event, um, the whole reason Rooted exists is to encourage, equip, empower women, girls, females all across the board um, to have who they are rooted, their identity just rooted in Christ. And we know that life and problems and just things just get so much easier. And honestly, you feel so much lighter So true when you just have who you are rooted in Christ and you just know who you are in the Lord. Things are just so much better. So awesome. Well, we're just going to keep continuing our topic here. And our question we asked last week was how can I be a woman who leads or how can I be a woman in leadership? So we're just going to continue off where we left off from episode 19. And today we're kind of going to get into uh, maybe debunking some of the myths that surround the topic of being a woman leader or women in leadership. So Jess, do you want to kind of talk about myth number one? Yeah, absolutely. So I think a big part of where the confusion happens, particularly when it comes to gender roles, men and women, is is where it all began, which is in the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Bible, the very beginning of the book, in Genesis, there's the story of man, woman, how they were created. They were created by God for purpose. Right. And how we kind of got away from that purpose. And um, that's a it's a well looked at read i mean i would check it out uh, genesis 1 through 3 and it talks about how what happened in the garden was the the man and the woman were tempted by satan to disobey god Mm -hmm. and in that moment the roles of man and woman became a little skewed so we saw the woman whose name was eve she was the primary one kind of making the decision in the moment. She yeah. heard what the serpent said about about the decision to eat the fruit um, that she wasn't supposed to eat from. And she took control of the situation. She decided, okay, I'm going to do this. We, If we read the, the passage, it says mm-hmm. that the man took as well. He was with her at the time. Right. But we don't hear Adam, the man, say anything about it. He didn't counter or say, wait a second, should we not do this? He kind of was off to the sidelines in that moment. So mm-hmm. what we see is, the, the woman taking the control and the man becoming passive in that moment. And we see that all throughout yeah. society after. We have seen men and women become so confused in what their roles are, men becoming passive, women, become, women becoming controlling, and that has created so much, again, so much confusion. And so what we wanna really debunk today is the idea of feminism, yes. which builds off that point that women need to take control, mm-hmm. women need to be the strong, powerful ones that overcome men. Yeah. And 
And that is honestly not biblical. It's not biblical. It's not. If we look at the Bible, there are so many examples of strong, powerful women. Oh, yeah. That is a fact. However, there is an order and there is a specificity to what it means to be a woman in the Bible. And um, as we see in the account in Genesis, women were not created from man's head. Yeah, <laughs> they were right. not created from man's foot. So they were not meant to overpower men or be trampled on. Right. They were created from Adam's side, yeah. man's side, to be by his side exactly. as a as a as a co-heir, a co-laborer, a helper. And yes. that's the that's what we want to really get into today is more about the fact that the myth in the Christian church as well as in the secular world is that it's it's really about God has put man as the authority over women. Mm-hmm. But the reality is women were made to come alongside of men. Yeah. You know, it was never meant to be this one-sided deal. Women and men have always been meant to work together. Yes. And so that's what we I really love that. Test. And there's certain strengths that women bring yes. to the table that men don't and vice versa. There's certain strengths that men bring to the table that women don't. Like okay. I was thinking as you were talking, like, thank God for men. I love how yeah. you said we're not feminists here. Like we're all about empowering and equipping girls to go out and reach people for Jesus right. and to know who they are in the right. Lord. But we're not, we're not feminists. And I will be the yep. first to admit that Amen. we need men and, and men do need us too. Yes. Like I said, they bring something to the table. Women bring something to the table, but it reminded me just as you were sharing that, I was like, thank God for men. Like there's so many mm-hmm. times my car would break down <laughs> yes, and yes. I'm like, I need my dad. Yeah, I would call my dad and be like, dad. And I have several memories of me standing over the hood <laughs> with it popped open, just being like, dad, it's making this weird noise. And then <laughs> I'd have him on speakerphone because at the time I lived in Oklahoma and he lived in Michigan and I, I would call him and he'd, he'd go, okay, look in the back of your, <laughs> under your hood there, the back left, there's a knob. I'm like, dad, there's four knobs, you know? And <laughs> right. so anyways, Aww. but he always helped me with all my car problems and things. And you know, maybe some women are good with car things. I'm not, but we need men and, and they need us. Like, you know, so, and I love how you said he created women to be by man's side and to complement each other, Absolutely. not to be in competition with each other, yes. but to be a compliment yes. to each other. So both have giftings, both can bring something to the table and both are called by God mm-hmm. and both are genders both are two people that god wants to use in mighty ways to make a big difference for his absolutely. kingdom absolutely and there's been so much confusion i think mainly because we we hear so many mixed messages so many differing opinions within obviously in the world but in the church we hear so many differing right. opinions of what a man what a woman is supposed to look like and again it, it all has to be rooted in, in god in the mm-hmm. word and so that's what we want to bring out obviously, that's so today. good and i know in the new testament you know we were kind of in the old talking about yep. creation, but in the New Testament, when we flip forward to there, it talks about the whole topic of submission and mm-hmm. when they're talking about what marriage should look like and family should look like. And never once does it say women should s- submit to men right. in the Bible. It doesn't. It says wives mm-hmm. submit to your husbands. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't say women, you got to bow down to men, whatever men say, that's what you got to do. Right. It says wives submit to husbands. And, you know, Jess and I both aren't married yet, but right. I know that if you select a husband that is God honoring, fears the Lord, wants to lead your family and you in a way where he's falling after Christ. And you know, the husbands are called to love their wives as Christ yes. loved the church. Yes. So if you select a man and a husband that is doing that, mm-hmm. you should be pumped. Mm-hmm. You should be thrilled mm-hmm. to get behind him, submit to his authority and to work with him. You should just have such like a deep respect 
an admiration, like almost for him where he's leading your family or doing his absolute best to mm. lead you and your family after Christ, you know, right. I would be excited to yes. submit and to get behind that kind of leadership yes. for sure. It's a beautiful thing when we can be partners and co-laborers with G- with Jesus, you know, as men and women. It's really, that's God's design. Yeah. And so like, you, I love the way you said that when we choose that, when we choose that design where we work alongside men, yeah. we can see amazing things happen. And that's our responsibility yeah. to make sure we make a wise choice and a wise selection true. in that for sure. Very true. Yeah. It's so good. Well, myth number two, I know you have a little bit to speak about, Jess. I know it kind of goes with your story and your mm-hmm. testimony. Mm-hmm. So do you want to kind of introduce that one and then talk a little bit more about your story? Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that if, if anyone out there is like me, <laughs> um, we get this confusion. And I can speak even just recently how, how I feel there's so much confusion on this topic of men and women's roles right now. There's always been. But for me, it's been a point of, of confusion at times of just not understanding, not getting a clear picture of what, what men is, are supposed to do, what women are supposed to do. And I, I think the myth is that for us as women, it's all men's fault. Yeah. That they're the ones who have tried to rule over us, subdue us, control mm. us, and we got to fight the men That's because right. they're, in, they're at fault here. And that is simply not true. That's a cop-out. It it's is. always easy to point the finger yes. to put the blame on somebody else. So true. And, and certainly there have been instances that me, there have been men who have maybe tried to, to make that right. their point, you know, of control. But I think we can, we can very correct say that it's not all men's fault that there's this confusion with gender roles that a lot of that confusion does happen to do with us as women mm-hmm. we just don't know who we are right we don't know why we are we don't know how we've been made and how we've been created so we're we're already confused about ourselves and then when we hear all the other lies and all the other influences around us we get con- even more confused and mm-hmm. we don't know how to walk out who we're supposed to be. And that's where I was for a very long time. I, I grew up kind of in this space where I was a very, um, I was a very fearful person. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of insecurities. I struggled big time with body image. Yeah. I struggled big time with fear. And all of that really led me to take in the opinions and the influences around me, those on the internet, those in the movies, TV, yeah. and especially the people closest to me, like my friends, my family. I heard all these different messages about who I was supposed to be. And honestly, I opted for this damsel in distress thing. Mm-hmm. I became this person who was just very, I was already kind of a small, like skinny, weak person anyway, <laughs> physically, but I adapted that as my, as my identity. Like mm-hmm. I I was weak, therefore I couldn't do certain things physically or just in life in general. I felt like, you know, all the princess movies confirmed that I had to just sit around and wait for a man to take care of me and help me and save me. And Mm. I, I lived that damsel in distress thing for a long, long time. And it even led to this point where I believed my life was kind of like this straight line. Uh Like I was supposed to go get a career, then start dating, then start, you know, getting married, having children. And that was what my life was supposed to be because I was a woman. Yeah. And that, I learned, it took a long time, but I learned that that's just not, that's just not true. Yeah. You know, me viewing myself as in a certain way that was influenced by the, the sources around me, yeah. not by what God's word said, um, that that affected the way I lived my life. Mm. And I certainly don't ever want to suggest that, that getting a career and if you're, if your life follows that path, career, dating, marriage, right. children, 
beautiful thing. I love it, I, and God loves it. However, if we uh, we choose to live a life where it's a very straight line because that's what we believe we're all, the only thing we're we supposed can do. to do. Exactly, yeah. that's our purpose. Um, I felt that being a wife and mother ultimately was the only the only option mm-hmm. <laughs> because I was female. But yeah. God has has much bigger things, and and being a wife and mother is a high calling um, that that is a blessing truly. But that may not be the case for all of us, right? Or it might not follow this very clear straight line it might be a zigzag to that place but either way god has much more for us than we can understand and and until we get an understanding of who we are based on god's word and what he says about us we're going to adapt the or adopt the lies and the the influences around us and base our 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 life on those things yeah that's so good yeah so So how did you move past that you know you're saying you saw yourself as someone who was weak Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. feeble and like couldn't do a lot or you were just supposed to go from here to there to there and your life was just on one track forward what did you do to change it up to realize Mm -hmm. that's not how what god's called me to be or that's not what he has for me yeah it took a lot honestly it took a lot of time that stuff doesn't go away overnight but it took a lot of time of really getting to know god Mm -hmm. to be honest with you i i spent a period of of actually six months where I went to a uh, like a missionary school, and I got some really good time to understand God, to mm-hmm. understand who I was by allowing God to change my mind, to to help me to see Him more clearly through the Scripture um, and through the Word of God. And so through that process of time where I chose to seek God, yeah. chose to understand Him, to understand myself, I developed this new identity That's in awesome. Christ mm-hmm. that was free. And the fears, the insecurities that bound me for such a long time, I was able to start letting those go. Mm. I say start because I'm still, I'm right. not there 100%. Progress. Absolutely. We all are. <laughs> but just continuing to live in such a way where I want to go to God first as my source of yes. truth, of who I am, who he is, who what I'm supposed to do in this life. Mm. And allowing that time and that process to do that and getting into God's word and prayer and understanding him in a deeper level mm. truly does transform us in the way that we think and live our lives. That's so good and I love that you said it was so much more freeing yes like when you realized who you were in Christ and you started to discover and like you said it's a journey and you're still doing it each and every day and so am I and Mm. sure everybody listening is the same but when you started to discover who you were in Christ Mm -hmm. and base your identity off of his thoughts about you and his things about you it was so freeing Mm -hmm. and that's why I love this whole concept of rooted in things because as we kind of mentioned in the beginning life just becomes easier and it is so much more freeing and just more simpler when you're only worried about pleasing one mm-hmm. God, yep. you're serving, you're working for an audience of one, yep. not the world, not all your friends, not your family, not everybody around mm-hmm. you. And Jess, I love that you shared your story. Thanks for sharing Absolutely. that because, like you said, my life was like I thought I was just supposed to graduate, get a job, get married, start having kids, yeah. which are all good things, yes. as you mentioned. Like, right. you know, those are all milestones and all really important things. But you're like I, I saw my life just looking this one way, like mm-hmm. the straight line, because. It's kind of what society told you it should look like, or that's just like the normal thing to do is from step one to step two to step three to step four. And that's just how life progresses. And like you said, for a woman, that's just how life progresses. But it was so cool that you took the time to find who you were in the Lord because God's like, actually, that stuff is great, but I also have all this for you over here. Right. And you're going to miss out on all of that in all 
I have for you right. if you just keep going from point A to B to C to D. Yes. So that is why it's so important that we do, like you mentioned, just take mm-hmm. the time to discover who we are in the Lord, mm-hmm. to discover what God has for us, and to really just discover his plans and purposes for our life because mm-hmm. we could be missing out on so much yeah. that we don't even realize Absolutely. because we are failing or we're not taking the time to just be with God and to hear his purposes, his dreams, his mm-hmm. plans for our life. So mm-hmm. girls, if her story is incredible, but <laughs> just if you got anything out of it, it's vital. It's so important that you do take the time to get alone with God and mm-hmm. to get to know him, to really discover who you are in him, but also what he has for your life. Yes. That is such a great point. I love that. And it really brings us to another myth that mm-hmm. really suggests that you know, women, there's a certain way that we're supposed to behave. And now I'm talking about in the church Uh now or in those of us who know Jesus, like we are supposed to behave or only do certain things. Like there's this idea, you know, that we're supposed to be kind of quiet or passive or or we're supposed to all look one way. Mm. And again, the Bible is our source of truth. Yeah. That's where we have to go to understand who we are. And so to, um, to really know who we are, we can't listen to the voices around us right. or you know any other influences we have to go to the word and and actually the bible is full of like we said full of right. examples and um and truth about what women did that was countercultural mm-hmm. there was instances where women had to stand up and yeah. had to be the leaders That's in certain right. scenarios uh-huh. and i want to just bring out a couple of those examples um esther obviously yeah. was one of them you know where in a culture where she was just i mean she was she was the queen but the queen didn't the queen was for the king like she right. was not allowed to stand up and speak or even approach the king without him telling her it yeah. was okay so she had to take the lead on on behalf of her people and according to God's leading and direction, um, she had to take the lead on speaking to the king, being bold, being brave, and ultimately being used to save Mm. her people. And that was a huge, again, counterculture. That was a huge deal because like you said, the queen was just for the king. It's not like modern day kings or queens. Like back then, basically... I don't know if you guys know this, but the king, when he was selecting a new queen, would have just all the women parade around, and he'd pick mm. the one he thought was the most beautiful, mm-hmm. and he would say, "That's my, that's my queen." And basically, she was equivalent to what would be a modern day trophy wife, like right. so just true. for <laughs> to sit by his side for him to show off. Mm-hmm. She couldn't even come to see the king, which is crazy to think, but right. it was her husband, right? Without him summoning her right. into his presence, so it's not like she could just be like, "Hey." You want to go get tacos on Friday night and watch a movie? And you'd be like, yeah, I'm I'm free. I don't have any kingdom rulings going on. You know, it was not an option. It's like you can only come see the king, your husband, if he called you into his presence. That's right. Nuts, I know. So crazy. And then another crazy example is Mary, the mother of Jesus. Yeah. You know, we think about Mary and we think, oh, wow, you know, she was so submissive and she was such a, a godly woman. But the reality was Mary was bold. I mm-hmm. mean, Mary was, she had to be. She had to be bold. She had to be strong because she's right. a young girl from yeah. a very ordinary town, very ordinary background, getting, she's betrothed or engaged to Joseph. And what God told her to do was absolutely out of the question yeah. with regards to the human perspective. I mean, she was going to bear the son of God. Everybody around her. Kind of a big deal. It's a big deal. <laughs> I mean, that's that's not okay because they would have assumed that 
she's crazy right. and she obviously is having a child with somebody else getting you know pregnant out of wedlock which was not okay yeah and you know she had to be strong enough bold enough to speak out the truth that god had spoken to her through mm-hmm. the angel and to be willing to follow through with that regardless of the outcome which for her as with esther could have been death right they both were were extremely putting their lives at risk by doing what God had called them to do. And I want a, a shout out to uh, Joseph for, right. uh, you know, truly saying, okay, I believe God and yeah. I believe she's telling the truth because God has revealed that to me and I, he, he stood by her. You know, God had a very strong call on her life, but God had a call on Joseph's life That's as well right. to be the man by her side. They, they were co-laborers. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing when uh, we see these examples, just a few, those are just a few, but we see those examples and we see strength and power from mm-hmm. these women, but we see them truly deciding to say, okay, yeah. this is what God has said. This is what he's called me to do. I'm going to do it regardless of the consequences. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. It is Very. hard to obey God. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, guys, on the other side of your obedience, like God rewards your obedience Amen. and big things happen. Yeah. Kingdom, nation shaking things happen yes. on the other side of your obedience. And yes. look at, I love those examples. Like look at Mary. She brought the son of God into yes. the world. Kind of a huge thing. Right. Esther saved her entire people group because they obeyed and they said, yes, God. Yeah. Mary said, I don't care if I look crazy. Esther said, yeah, I could definitely die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I go before the king, but I want to obey you, God, and I want to honor you. Mm. And like I said, God honors obedience. He rewards obedience. Even though it's hard, it's mm-hmm. always, always worth it. Mm-hmm. Another myth that I kind of wanted to bring up, um, as you were talking, I thought of it, Jess. You know, maybe some of you are listening and you're like, you know, I want to lead, but I have such a past or mm. I just became saved. Like, I don't even hardly know the Lord or, right. you know, I, I've messed up a lot. If you, Jess and Christy, if you've only known, like, some of the places I've been, some of the people I've hung around, you know, mm. some of the things I've done, like, you would be like, oh, yeah, God can't lead you. Mm. <laughs> God, God can't use you to lead. But the thing is, God is a God of grace. Absolutely. And so one of the myths is like, I can't lead because of my past or I can't lead because of where I've been. And this one could be for men or for women. Mm-hmm. God can use anybody despite yes. your circumstance, despite your past, despite where you've been. God wants to use you despite all that. He's just looking for people that are humble, willing, Mm -hmm. available, and people like we just mentioned that will say yes to him and that will obey him. And he wants to use those people. So if you're listening and you're like, I want to be a woman who leads, I want to influence people in the right way. I want to lead people closer Mm -hmm. to the heart of God, but uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know because of what I've done or my past. I don't know if I can. I just want to encourage you today. That's not true at all. And one situation in the Bible I always think about when I think about how God's grace is just so big and Mm -hmm. as wide and deep as the ocean for us is the story of the woman in the New Testament who was caught in adultery. And they threw her out. They caught her literally in the act of adultery. So talk about awkward. (laughs) They got her out of wherever she was with the man and threw her, you know, on the streets. And they were, so I'm assuming she's naked Mm. and stuff. So how embarrassing pulled you out of that situation, threw you on the street, and they're about to stone her. And Jesus mm. walks up and he says, anybody here who's without sin, you can throw the first stone. Right. And obviously everybody there had sinned, so they all lower their stones, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm assuming. And then Jesus picks her up, dusts her off, and says, go and sin no more. Mm-hmm. He didn't condemn her. He didn't say, yeah, I cannot believe mm-hmm. what you were just doing. Mm-hmm. That You deserve to be stoned, but you're lucky I saved you. Right. He just looked at her and said, 
he saw her and looked in her eyes and said, go and sin no more. Mm-hmm. Basically, your sins are forgiven, mm-hmm. but don't do that anymore, yeah. you know? And yeah. so that's the God we serve. Absolutely. That's how God loves us. It's like, if we've messed up, which we all have, mm-hmm. if we've made mistakes, if we've missed the mark, which we all have from time to time, mm-hmm. the minute we come running back to Jesus, mm-hmm. he'll look at us and say, go and sin no more. And his grace is just so big, bigger than we could ever imagine. So if you're listening to this and you're saying, you know, I've hit some rough patches in the past, or I've definitely messed up, but I I have that desire for God to use Mm -hmm. me to be a leader, for God to use me to do kingdom things for him. He can use you. You just have to go and sin no more, as he said, and turn and run to Jesus. And his grace is just so big for you and and for me. Yes, I love that. That is such a powerful point. And it's something we definitely need to hear, uh, regardless of whether we're a man or woman. We've all made mistakes, like you said. And another example of that in the word that I just adore is in John 4, where uh, Jesus is talking to this woman at the well. And this woman had a past, a significant past. In that passage, we read that Jesus points out to her that you've been, I believe it was five, with five men, I believe it was. And um, he's like, the, the man you're with now is not your husband. So this woman had made mistakes. Right. This woman had had a past, a reputation. She was uh, looked down upon by the rest of society. She was ignored and cast off. And God used this woman to essentially evangelize her entire village mm-hmm. a, a ton of them That's becoming right. saved that read chapter uh, four of john it talks about how after jesus revealed himself to her which would have been completely against the culture again she was a woman and she was an outcast but jesus chose to reveal himself to her even with her past and then to use her to go back to her village and speak the truth of That's who right. jesus was to her people and that brought so much evangelism and life to her own people and that's another great example of someone with a past with with problems with issues with shame that Jesus is able to not only heal but then to use you out of that Mm -hmm. and I just love that that redemption of God in our lives that allows us to go from where we've been to new creations that have a passion and a heart for Jesus and we can lead others to him that's right so So good powerful stuff well, I love this topic, and we're going to start wrapping up here in a minute. But just one thing I really felt in my heart as we were preparing for this podcast to just hit on as we're we're kind of signing off and wrapping up this topic of being a woman leader is some of you are probably listening, and you're like, wow, this sounds really good, and I feel called to lead, and I, I want to lead. I have a desire inside of me to lead. And when we mean lead, sometimes we don't mean you're leading a church, you're leading right. an organization. It might look like leading your friends or Mm -hmm. leading being a leader in your family Mm -hmm. you know stepping up in those kind of ways it leadership looks different all across the board but if you're listening to this and you're like man i i really feel like i want god to use me as a leader to just make a difference and make an impact for his kingdom Mm -hmm. awesome because that's our hope but you're probably like how do i even start that though i'm not in a position where I'm leading anything currently and I, I want to be there, but I don't even know like step one right. of what I should do to start. I just want to encourage you guys. Step one would just be first, as we've been mentioning throughout this whole episode, just first, just get alone with God, mm. pray, spend time with him and get to know him, get to know who you are in him, yeah. get to know what he has for your life, his plans, mm-hmm. his purposes for you. Mm-hmm. And I always like to tell people, I think of my relationship with God as I think of a friend. It's like, mm-hmm. if, if I never talk to my friend, if I never spent any time with my friend, I wouldn't know much about her. I wouldn't know much about what's going on in her life. I wouldn't feel close to her at all. Same thing with God. Like if you're not spending any time with God, 
you're not going to feel close to God. That's just a fact. You know, you're not going to feel like, you know, God, you know, what's up, you know, his purposes, his plan Mm -hmm. for your life. So you got to get alone with God, spend time with God. And trust me, he will speak to you. He will meet you when you do that. And then as you kind of start to get a glimpse and a vision for what God has for your life or what he's putting on your heart to do mm-hmm. as you get alone with him and stuff, then you have to say, okay, God, pray and say, now I know you want me to do this. Now mm-hmm. open the doors, provide mm-hmm. God, make a way for me to do this. Mm-hmm. And when God does slowly start to open doors, maybe it's not like a huge door where you land your dream job and you're right. leading in that industry or that role you want to be in right away. But when God does even open small doors, mm-hmm. say yes, as we've yeah. been talking about, say yes, obey, walk through them and mm-hmm. say, okay, God, this isn't like my dream job or where I want to be or the dream thing I want to be leading, but this is a step in the right direction. Right. I'm going to do it. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to obey and I'm going to serve and I'm going to do it to the absolute best yeah. of my ability. Yeah. And when you trust God with those small opportunities and you let him use you with the small things, he will open more doors, even bigger doors, and then he can trust you and use you in the big things and so the big true. opportunities. Yeah. So look for small opportunities to lead. Like I just said, maybe we're not talking about you getting on a stage and <laughs> leading day one or speaking to thousands of people and things. But if you have that desire, just say yes to God in the small things mm-hmm. and pray and say, okay, God, what do you have for me? Pray that he opens the right doors. Say yes to God in the small things. And then as he notices, he can trust you with those small things and small opportunities. Mm-hmm. The opportunities will get bigger and he will, he will give you even more. That's so great. I couldn't agree more. And I think it goes back to, to a reading God's word, studying God's word, and then agreeing with God's word. That's good. And a verse I love about that is in Ephesians 2.10. And I love the way um, the uh, NLT, the New Living Translation, puts this. It says, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Mm. So if we read that and say, yeah, I am God's masterpiece. I'm created for great things. God designed me the way I am Mm. for a purpose and he has good things for me to do if yeah. we agree with that truth and we we act on that truth only good things can come out of that that's because so good. god has that for us and we have to choose to believe it and live it out that's so right yeah. well you girls heard it here first god has big things <laughs> for right. you that's and right. um we just hope this message and this podcast episode can encourage you guys just to continue to say yes to him and to walk walk yes. through those doors and to walk Amen. into those big things that that God has for you. But unfortunately, we're about out of time for today's episode. But man, I love just talking about this topic of being a woman who leads because leadership, like I said, in part one is just a huge thing I feel called to do and that God's put on my heart to read about, study about, speak about. Mm -hmm. So we really hope you guys got something out of these last couple of episodes. But if you have any additional questions or want to know more about resources that Jess talked about, the verses we talked about, or just questions in general, anything we talked about in these episodes, please do not hesitate to reach out to us. Message us. We'll tag ourselves in social media posts and things, but send us an email, things like that, because we want to be a resource to you guys, and we want to help out um, in any way we can. Mm -hmm. So Jess, any final thoughts as we're signing off here? (laughs) I'm just excited to see what God does amongst his his daughters, amongst the women who God wants to use for great things. And yeah, we couldn't agree more. We're here all for a purpose. And I think just developing that community where we all believe this truth about who we are in God, Mm -hmm. that's going to change everything for us. So yeah, please reach out. um, And we would love to hear from any of you with any questions or comments or thoughts. Awesome. And we release our episodes the first Friday of every month. So we'll see you guys next month on the first Friday. We love you guys. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.